Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Scripture Union Northern Ireland podcast. I'm your host, Phil Howe, the Training and Resources Manager for SU. Hopefully you know the drill by now, but in case you don't, this podcast aims to equip and resource the local church in our joint mission of making God's good news known to children, young people and families. In this month's episode, we want to talk about the importance of creative Bible engagement. Our current A3 skills worker for East Belfast, Lindsay Marks, will be sharing her Bible reflection. I say current because she will be joining me in the training and resources department, woohoo, as the new children's ministry coordinator, so moving on from her role in East Belfast. Finally on the pod, we will be seeing the importance of going back to school with God as we hear from Mark Moorhead, our school's ministry manager. Scripture Union, Scripture, it's in the name, we can't get away from it, and why would we want to? It's living, it's active, we want children, young people and families to engage with it. And so to help us think that through a wee bit more, please welcome Jeff Gawne, our current E3 schools worker in Fermanagh. Jeff, welcome to the studio. Would you tell people why I said the term current E3 worker? Yeah, I think it's probably, Phil, that I'm currently the E3 schools worker in Fermanagh. And so I assume that's probably why you introduced me in that way. Would have been bizarre, maybe, to say that I was the uh, the director when that's not really my job. It's not really what you meant, though, is it? It's not, Jeffrey. No. Okay, well, uh, yes, uh, you said currently because I am stepping down at the end of August. So, yeah, hanging up my boots as a Scripture Union schools worker at the end of August. and Not hanging up the Bible, though. Definitely not hanging up the Bible. So one of the things that I've felt God has been calling me to over the last uh, number of years has been towards ordained ministry. And so over the last year, I've been working through an application process with the Presbyterian Church. And at Easter, I found out that I've been accepted uh, to start training in September. So I'll be heading to Union Theological College. It's back to school for me. And I'm super excited for that. And we're excited for you as well. Uh, obviously, we're it's kind of bittersweet, uh, our losses, PCI's game. Now, you're in today to talk about Bible engagement. And as you know, and by way of reminder of the listeners, Bible engagement is one of the values that we're carrying through with our new five-year strategy. Um, so in the document, um, it talks about helping us to stay grounded in the way that we work, the way that we relate to each other, and the way that we seek to bring glory and honour to God. Um, Jeff, why do you think that's an important thing for us to keep in the strategy? Like, why not just assume that, okay, we are Scripture Union, so people will just understand that we're about the bible great question let me tell you a story we ran out of milk i don't know if this happens in your house we ran out of milk and so my wife said to me jeff go down and get some milk so that's fine i was about to head out the door and she said while you're at the shop why don't you get some bacon so in my head i'm thinking right don't forget the bacon head down you know how it is you go into the shop you get looking at a few different things find the bacon went paid for the bacon about to leave the shop and i thought to myself hold on i was here to get milk and uh, had that kind of embarrassment when I had to go back to the cashier and explain the situation. Ha <laughs> ha, I forgot to get the milk. <laughs> and, uh, you know, had those had those laughs. And I suppose, why do you think it's important to keep Bible engagement in the strategy? Because I think if you assume that something is just going to keep going, but you don't focus on it, it's easy to forget about it. So I think it's really important to have it there. I think uh, we don't want to end up in a position where we, we kind of get caught up in something else and forget about the core part of who we are. We're called Scripture Union. It's really important. And we want to make sure that opening up the Bible and helping people to meet the God of the Bible through the Bible remains core to who we are. Yeah, and we need to make sure that we... That, well, there's certain things that we can't be unassuming about. So, yeah, we can talk about how if we have a believing generation, it might then go to the next one just assuming that they understand what we're about. But actually that will mean that the generation following that will just not believe at all. And so we need to make sure that we keep coming back to the core of who we are. Not just reminding ourselves, but reminding everyone. 
Exactly. I mean, as you read your way through the Bible, you see God's people. What happens? They they forget, and they need to be reminded again and again and again to come back to those those key things about a relationship with God, because from generation to generation, they often forget. And we want to encourage people to meet God through the Bible, particularly with a desire to emphasise the significance of the Bible as a whole, the, the one big story. Jeff, how have you seen that play out when you've been in schools? Yeah, so as I said earlier, I've been a schools worker in Fermanagh for eight years now, coming up this August. And that's in primary schools, post-primary schools, special schools. And one of the things that I picked up pretty early on was that not many of the young people were familiar with the Bible. Yes, lots of them knew the odd story or a few of the famous stories pretty well and they could put mm. up a hand and answer some of the questions around that, but yeah. they didn't really seem to grasp the big picture of the Bible, that it was one big story. There's a question, you know, how many stories are, are in the Bible? That was one of the ways I used to open up an assembly and uh, you had lots of different answers, a hundred, two hundred, a thousand, a million, you know, and then I would come back and say, well, actually it's just one big story, uh, a story of God and his people and how he loves and cares for his people. And so that's what I've tried to work on then since then was was coming up with a way of giving them a, a big understanding of, of the Bible. So how I did that in primary schools was in one year we tried to do eight assemblies that worked its way through the, the Old Testament and then the following year we tried to do eight assemblies that followed through the New Testament. And I suppose I've been trying to do many more series and assemblies trying to show how the Bible all connects together. Yeah. That it's not just lots of little random stories, but it's one big story. Mm. And in those assemblies, I remember you telling me one of the stories, Jeff, of just how you've seen that play out in reality. Yes, yeah, so uh, whenever I was going to deliver these assemblies in one of the primary schools, I tried to pick up what they'd remembered from the last time. And so I remember going in for the second assembly. The first one was all about creation uh, and fall. And so I remember going in for the second assembly and asking anybody if they could remember something from the first one. And they did. Some hands I was going to say that's a dangerous yes. question to ask. It is, it? it is, it is. But I was, uh, I was feeling optimistic <laughs> that day. Two little hands went up uh, pretty close to the front. So they're either P1 or P2 because they were kind of right at my feet. And uh, I remember asking one of them, what do you remember? And he said, uh, I remember that Adam and Eve were thrown out of uh, the garden because they had rejected God's word. And I thought, yeah, that's pretty accurate. And the other little hand went up beside him. And so I said, well, what do you remember? And he said, I remember that God made a promise that one day someone was going to come who was going to crush Satan's head. And I thought, that's a pretty good bit to remember. That's fairly impressive, yeah. You didn't bring any live snakes or anything and do visual representation? or Not live ones, no. No, not live ones, good. It's great probably in your job to be able to go around and to have the relationship and the length of time to see those con- the people make those connections. But you, are, you don't just do skills work. Obviously, you've been involved in camps and missions. How have you seen uh, Bible engagement played out in, in that sense? Yeah, so um, I've been involved in camps and missions, uh, I suppose, even before I was a staff worker, but mostly missions, I suppose, in Ballycastle, Castle, uh, Ski, Enniskillen, places like that. Uh, one of the, the things that I've loved is just opening up the Bible with children and young people who haven't really opened it up before and just seeing their excitement as they start to read through the Bible for themselves. I suppose one image that comes to my mind is a, a family in Ballycastle and uh, they got a Bible for the first time through the mission and the, the two girls were just so excited as they headed home. Brilliant. And the next morning they came running in, like they were there early, they loved being there early to be able to chat to the team and they were just telling us story after story that they'd read as they'd been reading through Mark, uh, 
I think it was Matthew's Gospel, uh, the night before, and they just read a huge big chunk of it, spent most of the evening reading it out loud as a family, and, uh, and then discussing it, and they had lots of questions and, and things that they wanted to share to see if we knew. Maybe we didn't, actually, so <laughs> it was uh, humbling for us, but it was just a real excitement and thirst to get into the Bible and to hear God speak, and that's just, that's really exciting. So it's not just about schools or camps and missions, actually, whenever we talk about Bible engagement, we wanted to impact us as a as a staff team how have you seen that play out uh, in your lifespan as an issue worker i've really really been impressed by the other team members as i've come onto the the sui staff team i've been on it for eight years and it's been a real privilege uh, to get to know many of the team really well and uh, I, I think some of the godliest people that i've met have been part of the staff team here at sui and so i've just learned so much from them one of the things that i love is that their faith impacts their work and so the two go hand in hand Mm. so when it comes to how they take care of finances or resources or good stewardship or and how they communicate well with their with their supporters all of those things are are shaped by their understanding of who they are as christians and what it is to live a a christian life and i suppose when it comes to opening up the bible and biblical principles here at sgni we don't just open up the bible in order to teach it to others, actually, we we open up the Bible for ourselves as well. Yeah. And so, as as a staff team, there's a there's a, a staff meeting once a week where they open up the Bible, and one of the staff members teaches it or helps to lead us through it. And then we take some time to pray as well. And at our monthly big team gathering, well, that's a, again a big chunk of that is taken to opening up the Bible and hearing God speak to us. And for me, that's just been really special, and uh, I felt it's been a real privilege to journey alongside this team and to hear God speak together. And sometimes it's really important in the midst of busyness to be able to stop and have those times together as staff. I always remember, uh, she might be embarrassed if I say this, but Anita just saying, I really need staff prayers today because she had so much on her plate. And actually just to model that to one another of the necessity of reading the Bible together, praying together. Yeah, it's great, it's great to be part of. So Bible engagement, we've already talked about the importance for passing it on to the next generation. And we want to see the next generation creatively engage with the Bible. But how have you seen parents engage with that? Obviously, we as children and youth work, you know, that's what we, we want to get involved in. But obviously, parents are key to that. But how have you seen parents get involved in that side of Bible engagement? Okay, two things. Uh, I'm thinking of, of one story, actually, where someone had came along to an SU group in school and had came to faith through that. Amazing. in a primary school and uh, I remember chatting to the teacher who ran it and she said she was just so excited for the young person uh, and then they were going home but she was aware that they were going home to a, a family that, that wasn't a Christian family and so her parents weren't Christians. The next morning she said she was in the classroom and she seen this little girl's mum approaching and she was thinking right okay. Uh, <laughs> What's this about? And, and then the mum said you know about how she wanted to be able to support her child as they grew as a Christian so how best could they do that? I was just thinking... That's unbelievable. That's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. And I suppose as I'm thinking about what parents have said to me, generally what they've been asking for is resources, things uh, that they're maybe wanting to be pointed towards to help them to be able to engage with their children in terms of the Bible. And so I suppose a a couple of books that maybe come to mind that would be helpful. Uh, One is David Helm's Big Picture Story Bible. Mm. When I talked about how I was delivering the assemblies, eight in the Old Testament, eight in the New Testament, this book was really, really helpful for me. Um, so it's David Helm's Big Picture Story Bible, a really helpful tool in kind of understanding, again, that big story of the Bible and how the themes that kind of run through it are kind of repeated. And I think as a, as a child or as a young person, you'd pick that up through that, that book. And it's actually, it's well spaced out as well, as in, obviously it's big, as it says in the title, but the pictures are good, 
and which is key, let's which, be which is key uh, for the adults. And the the words there's not too many crammed onto a page, and it's simplistic language. Doesn't make it simple, you know. It's not trying to dumb it down, um, and actually just the repetitive words it uses are really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what age you are for that book. I mean, from two years right up to probably ninety-two, that's an accessible book. Okay. And really, really helpful. So one of the books that we're using with my son George, so he's a year and a half, so he can't actually read yet. What? I know. What are you doing? Crazy. Is a book by Nancy Guthrie called What Every Child Should Know About Prayer. Yeah. We are loving this. And actually, my wife, Vicky, and I, we, we've chatted often about how much we're learning through mm. this book. And so it's really, really helpful. It gives you some short prayers, prayers that are different every night, that are based on different verses from the Bible. And the good thing about that book is it, is it comes in a series of three. So you've got uh, everything a child should know about the Bible and every person a child should know. So thinking about missionaries and that type of thing, because we're actually doing uh, that series with our boys as well. So, uh, yeah, it's a good resource. Yeah, and I suppose we live in a time where we're privileged to have loads of good resources, but I suppose what I don't want us to get away from is making sure that we're reading the Bible with our children yeah. and young people, because as parents, that's primarily our responsibility, to teach them God's Word and to help them to get to know God through it. So I suppose that's that's what I'm challenging myself to do as well, as we're thinking, right, George is uh, one and a half, going on to, uh, we want to get a regular pattern what we're reading with him mm. and uh, trying to help him to, to understand what God's saying. And one thing I love about you, Jeff, is that you you just talk about what you're learning for yourself, but also maybe what you're you're teaching your son. And those type of things can become contagious. So maybe you are a, a parent that's listening. Uh, if you're struggling or you're looking for resources, just talk about it with someone else. Um, I love whenever you come in and you talk about maybe things that you don't like about a particular resource or that you do like, uh, and what you're learning. That actually makes me think, well, okay, well, what what am I learning? What am I learning? What 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 are the boys learning? Um, at the minute, and I think that can be a contagious thing. So, and that's what we want to do. We want to pass it on to the mm-hmm. next generation so and final question Jeff what top tips would you give to maybe there's a, a children or a youth worker uh, listening or a church volunteer just seeking to get children and young people into the bible for themselves uh, what would you say read it don't overcomplicate it don't try and make it into some creative masterpiece but actually just take time to simply read the bible with them and I think just asking them some simple basic questions to get them into the into the text because God's word is gripping. Mm. It's the bit that's gripping. We don't have to put some gripping package around it. It's already gripping and God speaks through it. So that would be my big top tip. Keep it simple and tell the story of the Bible and let God speak through that. But I think one of the things that you can do is model to them how to how to read the Bible well. So asking them some some of the big questions that you could actually ask of any Bible passage that kind of helps you to get into it. So big questions like, what does this verse or these verses teach me about God? So it doesn't matter which page of the Bible you're on, you can ask that question. What do these verses teach me about God? And keeps it God-focused rather than... Yeah, and and, uh, takes it away from the the people in the story and brings it back to God. What does it teach me about how God wants his people to live? So again, pretty much any page in the Bible, you can ask that question. What does this verse or these verses teach me about how God wants his people to live? And then I suppose thinking about the gospel, the good news about Jesus. So what difference does it make about Jesus and how he's died on the cross, how he's uh, risen again, how he's still alive? What does... What difference does that actually make? And that's really helpful that for an Old Testament passage as well. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then how, as a Christian, you know, having the Holy Spirit living within me, how can I then live in the way that I'm being called to because of that? Very good. Um, anything else? Any final words for us? Context is key. A wise man once told me that a text 
out of context is just a con. And uh, that's really helpful. Been very helpful for me as I've been trying to teach the Bible over these past eight years. Uh, been very helpful to me as I've been reading the Bible for myself over this past eight years. But I think it's really, really helpful for young people because often they take the Bible and make it say whatever they want it to say in order to be able to back up whatever they want to believe rather than taking it in context. So I think that's really, really important. Yeah, because the context part, actually, we're talking about this one big story and that's where the connection points come in, isn't it? For sure. Yeah. Well, Jeff, thanks very much. No problem. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Any final words of wisdom for our listeners? Yes, make sure you listen into next month's podcast because I'm going to be back and the truths found in the Bible. Amen. Thanks, Jeff. So it seems appropriate now then that we move into a time of Bible, Bible reflection, as we hear what Lindsay Marks has been thinking about recently. Today I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 8. Ask and you will receive. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. Everyone who asks will receive. Everyone who searches will find. And the door will be opened for everyone who knocks. I wonder how you feel when someone knocks on your door. People have the knack at calling when you're just about to put the dinner out, don't they? Or maybe it's the first time you've sat down after a long day. And sometimes if we're honest, it's just inconvenient. Maybe we don't want to prioritise the person on the other side of the door at that very moment. But perhaps we can all think of someone we know whose door is always open and we feel so welcome and at home at their house. For me, it's my granny's house. I love going to my 92-year-old granny's house. She's always in, she always has the kettle on, and I know that she will always listen. And I wonder, do you need to be reminded that God is like that today? When we come into his presence, actively seeking to spend time with him, he always responds. Knock and the door will be opened for everyone who knocks. His door is always open. He will always listen. He never puts us off and he always prioritises us. We can breathe deep and rest. We can unburden ourselves and know that we are fully loved. Search and you will find. Sometimes we have to fight for this time to realise that we essentially need this space with Abba Father who will remind us who we are. Ask and you will receive. Why not ask for God's help to carve out this time to know him more? Last month, Joel asked these helpful questions in our prayer focus. And he asked, what does it look like for us to stop all of the busyness of life and to simply listen to the teacher? How do we prioritise space and time in our schedules to sit at the feet of Jesus? God has so many things he wants to tell you. He wants to lavish you with his love. He wants you to know his plans and to enjoy his presence today. So I'm joined right now with Mark Moorhead. You might have heard his voice before through the podcast as he's done one of the Bible reflections. But Mark, it's good to have you in just to have a wee chat. Thank you. Uh, it's good to be here. Good. And if you would just want to tell people, again, just remind them who you are, what you do, you know, about your family and that sort of thing. My name is Mark Moorhead. I am the school's ministry manager and have been since September. I live in Bangor currently, about to move to Drumore, hopefully in the next month. I'm married to Lindsay. Uh, we have two children. We have Seth, who is two and a half and Rosa, who's just four months old. I was a children's worker. I worked with children from 0 to 11 in the Hamilton Road Presbyterian Church over in Bangor. 
And you had lots of involvement with schools in that time. What made you see that as important? Because obviously now you're a schools ministry manager and you, yeah. you get to see that on a bigger scale. But what made you see that from a local perspective as really important? It really started because whenever I first was in post, we did lots of events where we invited local children to come to church. And they came in their, in their single figures, let's say. Their ones, their twos, maybe up to five or six children. Uh, and that was great. But um, we felt that we were putting loads of effort into very little uptake and so then we just thought well you know how could we better reach the children of our community so we thought we'd go to where they all are and that mm -hmm. was to the school of course that's something issues known for years but it took us a little bit longer to get there so uh, i was already in schools doing assemblies but we thought let's have a, a more intentional way of of, of assisting schools meeting children and, and inviting them to things in church so we went to a local school and we just said here here we are we're here to help what can we do and so as a result of that, we started doing a homework club. We started that maybe 12 years ago, and it still runs every Monday afternoon. And then another one Amazing. on Wednesday afternoon. And that was just a way to go to a school to offer practical help. You know, I, I taught before my, my job in Hamilton Road. So I went in with a number of, of other people, grannies, um, moms and dads, people who just were available at that time on a Monday. And we just went in and we, we, we just served the children of that school. And uh, it was really a good opportunity to, once you knew them, to be able to invite, to invite them to things. Um, our main purpose really was to, to serve them. And then we had this ready-made set of children that we were able to, we, we built up a relationship with and able to invite them to things in church. And over the course of that, I just learned more and more that linking in with schools is, is so important. I believe the church and the school are the two most important things in our, in our societies. And so when they work together, amazing things can happen. So... Uh, an outworking of, of being in school every Monday afternoon, helping with homework club, meant that my relationship with the school grew and, and, and developed. And so that developed into the opportunity to do RE lessons. And at that time, we had an EC worker in Bangor uh, who was, you may have heard of her, Leanne Dunlop. Mm -hmm. And so Leanne approached um, me with some lessons that, that she had called It's Your Move. So we able to go to the school and say, here's It's Your Move lessons. And we, we delivered those. And again, we just saw just the value of a church connecting with the school to say here we are we're here to serve you we're here, we're here to help you and we don't necessarily want anything back in return we just love you and so over the years that just developed and we went in then when rachel 3d came on board as our children's worker our, our e3 worker she brought us amazing jesus lessons and, and we were able to do those as well so i guess ultimately I, I saw it as being important because school is where children are at and if we want to meet them we want to reach them we want to help them we have to go to where they are I think it's really helpful, hopefully, for people who are listening who are part of a local church and think, yeah, it's actually, how can we serve? What are the needs? And to uh, build up that relationship. Yeah. And I think the good thing to point out is that whilst I had a teaching background, loads of the people who came with me didn't. And so loads of them, their, their only experience of school, some of them, for some of them, their only experience of school was, was going to school themselves back when they were children. For others, some of them were parents, grandparents who'd helped with homework or just assisted, you know, their children as they grew up. Um, so they offering that opportunity. Yeah, and you don't need to be experienced or, or have any particular expertise. You just have to have a heart for, for children and young people. Brilliant. Uh, you were involved in something in local church ministry and you're still involved with it in this current role that yes. you're in, uh, and that is Back to School with God. Maybe people will have heard of that. It might seem like a bit of a an easy concept to pick up, but do you want to explain to people what that actually is? Yeah, we. I first came across Back to School with God years ago as a as a material produced by SU Scotland and the basic idea is that at the beginning of the academic year churches are encouraged to take uh, a Sunday 
and to basically help children and young people as they prepare to return to school. Helping them be salt and light, helping them to live out their faith in practical ways, but also encouraging the church to really pray faithfully for children and young people, and not just children and young people, but also school staff that they may have in their congregation. So Back to School with God was was materials um, designed to help churches do that on a particular Sunday. So we did that for, for years and we did that in all sorts of ways. We did that either as a, as a full service or we did that as just as a, a children's talk with a, a Sunday school program devoted to it afterwards. We invited speakers in. Leanne came in at one point, Rachel came in at another point. We, we invited um, local people within the, within the church family to come and speak to boys and girls about their experience of growing up in church. Uh, we invited um, staff in schools to talk about their experience of, of being in school. And so we did, there's all sorts of ways you can do it, but um, the materials were there online to give you all the different options, either memory verses or sign language options or a children's talk option or, and everything. So it really did help us as a, as a congregation to see that churches have a role, a supportive role to play as people go to school. And what are some of the... The, the better themes maybe that you've you've looked at in the past well i can talk about this year's material because i, I was actually involved in, in writing it with um, anita as a volunteer for SU. so this year's theme was was read listen do looking at philip and the ethiopian eunuch how when philip met the ethiopian eunuch he was reading from the scriptures he, he listened to philip's explanation and then it's how he then I worked that you know he, the next thing he did was be baptized and follow Jesus so um, we were encouraging people to, to read the word to listen to what it's saying and then to act uh, as a result of, of, of what they've heard and, and particularly how that might outwork in schools so that was a particularly helpful thing we did that in, in, in Sunday school as well and that was a, a good you know good practical we love I love it when we can be practical about how we can live out our faith and that was a good opportunity to do that and what are some of the stories that you've that you've seen or that you've heard of how Back to School with God has helped a church connect with a school or maybe just to empower people in the congregation that they're thought of, that they're being prayed for in school, that they're encouraging children and young people to see the mission of prayer that they have? Yes, I mean, we've done several things over the years. We, we invited everyone in the congregation at one point to send in prayer points based on their own on their own school mm. uh, and their own experience either as a staff member or on behalf of their children or as a child and then we made a, a prayer prayer resource for people to take home so they could pray for their schools schools by name within the community also pray for the things that teachers and staff are going through because part of it is awareness isn't it it's kind of knowing what's going on in the schools rather than just assuming to know absolutely and, and schools pressures are different you know from, from whenever i was at school and certainly lots of the congregation we don't know what to pray. It's always it's great to pray for schools in a general f- sense. It's great to, to pray for local schools in your community by name. But we were talking about that in last month's podcast, yeah, so that's helpful yeah. for you to read yeah. it. So, but, but also it's, it's good to be praying for specifics, you know, so yeah. to go to the, the teachers and, and the staff and the peoples within your church and, and ask them, what can we pray? What, can, what specifically can we pray for? We saw a good opportunities for people to share how they feel find school or how they find school we were interested in, in, in at one point asking adults um, to come to talk to boys and girls who weren't from a Christian home who, who were the only Christian in their home to talk about how they outlived, outworked their faith in school wow. and how 
to encourage those children there that may not come from a Christian home. I think also things like Back to School with God just reminds churches of the need to invest in local schools. And actually, you know, they might think school school days were the best days of their lives, but school days are challenging mm-hmm. for children. And, and so it's good to take a bit of time to remind people that, that, that it is a, a big deal to go to school. Yeah. And so giving a special focus to that, you know, whatever way that looks in your church uh, is important. Because that's the front line of, of a child's ministry, you know, they're in the coal face of, you know, living out their faith and mm-hmm. it can be really difficult. And so to know that a church is supportive and praying mm-hmm. into that. For us as a church in Green Island Baptist, we've used it the past couple of years. And I guess the big encouragement that I've seen and that I've been encouraged by is to see children and young people given opportunities just to be able to serve and, and lead in the service, whether it be to take prayers yeah. uh, for each other, to do be involved in the drama, to do Bible readings, mm-hmm. to just take ownership of the service. And I think the resources that are produced are really good and, and helpful in doing that. And the material that has been produced is designed to be all age, is designed to be given out to people to share in the service so that it's not just one person doing it, but it's, it's people involved so people get to see the people they're, they're praying for. And... How can people get hold of it for this year? Maybe even share with us what the theme is going to be for this year? Yeah, well, currently on our website, sgni.co.uk forward slash with God is where you get the materials. We have the 2018 materials because it's designed to run for the new academic year. So um, those things are still there to be used. Whilst it's designed to be used at the start of an academic year, you could pick them up and draw aspects of them into any time of your of your um your church calendar this year's theme uh, is this is a, a exclusive now okay this, oh this wow is, this is i feel like we should have um, tension music here okay this year's theme is tasty bright and smelly so we're, we're basically going back to basics we're looking at what does it mean to be salt and light in schools what does it mean to be the fragrance of christ in schools and so that those three themes are going to be looked at over the course of a service and and with different activities and different songs that will help you sort of pull those preaching points out well thank you mark we're excited and i guess for us it's knowing that these resources can be used right across the country and there's some stories that we hear feedback from because part of it is actually you you get feedback from churches who have used it before and that Mm -hmm. helps you plan for the following year so that's obviously very helpful but there's also some stories that we'll never hear of but it's just encouraging to know that churches are again giving those opportunities praying and and making that connection with their school and i have to say that if people are using the materials it's great to register to say that they've used them so that we can they can follow up or even just helps our, our stats so we know how many churches are using them. But also if you've seen out there uh, an example of good practice, if you've, come out, if you've had a really good idea of linking up with the school as a church, and um, we're all about empowering churches to really serve local schools. That's what, that's what we're, we have massive emphasis on in the schools departments. So if you're doing that, we'd love to hear stories of what you're doing. And certainly if you've used Back to School with God materials or you've thought of innovative ways to encourage skills, then let us know so we can... Because part of it is working out in your own context. It's not, yeah, obviously, absolutely. it's great to have these resources, but yeah. for a lot of people, it is taking it and making it their own. And that's why, you know, a few years ago, Anita joined that Back to School with God team whilst there was an SU Scotland initiative. Over the last few years, it's become a joint initiative between the SU and I and SU Scotland because our context is very is very different, you know, from the rest of the UK. So it's great that we get a chance to speak into that. And then uh, that's where I come on board as well brilliant well thank you for sharing Mark and hopefully uh, you can get that again the website is suni.co.uk forward slash with God thanks Mark so episode 8 is over if you enjoyed it why not listen back to those episodes you missed or subscribe to make sure you keep up to date with what we're releasing on the podcast 
Massive thanks for all the support we've received for uh, a mix of SU staff and volunteers who ran Rampage. Uh, you'll have heard about it before in the podcast, but um, for proof of what we got up to, check out our social media platforms by searching SUNI Info or Scripture Union Northern Ireland, and you should be able to find us. But without the listeners of this podcast, it would just be me in the resource store talking to myself with our media intern Shannon recording it. So it's been so encouraging to hear your feedback of the podcast and that we actually have listeners come on. Who would have thought it? So thanks for being part of this. And until next time, God bless.